0: What's going on everyone welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater show on this Wednesday January 24th we're just a few days away from championship Sunday one of the more fun football watching experiences of the entire year we got the Chiefs and the Ravens we got the Lions and the 49ers two games as you would imagine should be good games we'll see how good they actually are I know we just had three really good games this past weekend, and you could probably make an argument, hey, at least the first half of the Texans and Ravens game was pretty good. So after Championship Sunday, we get into, at least nationally, not here, what I believe are the worst 13 days in sports talk radio, but again, not here, I don't participate in that Radio Row show, the only time I do is if it's like, okay, the Super Bowl's in South Florida, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit in a studio, and I'm not going to sit in a a huge room when it's in my own town. So when the Super Bowl and Radio Row comes to South Florida, I go, because it's not mandatory, but it's like almost mandatory. The only other time I would do Super Bowl Radio Row, besides it being in South Florida, Maybe one year, I know the NFL is all about you know, international, maybe one year they'll have the Super Bowl in
1: Columbia! Columbia.
0: I would definitely do Radio Row then, and it would be the best version of Radio Row you've ever heard in your life. But right now, all that is, after this Sunday, you hear bizarre interviews, you hear celebrities selling random products. You hear predictions from people you don't even know, or that you'll never even remember what they said will happen in the game. And then eventually, we get Super Bowl Sunday. So right now, I'm coming to you from Miami. I flew into Miami International Airport last night, landed around 8.15, and of course, the SkyTrain system not working. Uh, The mayor said, oh yeah, it'll be working by the end of March? Probably not. And that's not even the whole system. There's a part of it that probably won't even be operating until 2025, if then. So I flew into Miami last night, had a long walk. Thankfully, one of the moving walkways was actually working. One of them wasn't, one of them was. So um took like the half mile hike to customs thankfully didn't have any issues this time everything went smooth hopefully that'll be the case moving forward nobody looking for sources in my phone to find out where i get the slater's scoop because a lot of people would love to know that but it's not just one source i've got hundreds of sources and i did reach out to some of them yesterday Regarding the news that you heard of with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill filing for divorce, then going on Twitter saying, no, that's not true. My wife and I are very happy. We'll be together forever and ever and ever and ever. And I will get to that, air quote, story in a little bit. Tomorrow, I am headed to... I booked this trip about a month and a half ago, and I don't even really remember why I booked it. Maybe I needed the miles by the end of February for some status qualification, or I was going to play in a poker tournament, but I have the flight. I'm going out to Vegas tomorrow, and I'll be back on Saturday night, and then I'll be at the Hard Rock Sunday. I'm going to do brunch, watch some of the games there. And live wager on them. Cook up a parlay, of course. Whatever I wager on while I'm here in Florida, I will post on my Twitter feed. They're not going to be all 90 to 1 parlays. The Twitter crowd is, is amazing. I love social media and I love Twitter. But it's amazing because there are so many newbies when it comes to sports wagering Florida we just got it a couple of months ago yeah I know we had it two years ago but it was only for like three weeks so now people are into it who weren't into it before and when I post a 95 or 100 to 1 parlay okay 95 to 1 odds or hundred to one odds that this play will win and it doesn't win and the last four or five haven't won even though my first one did and the second one almost did. I could have cashed out for 21K, but I didn't. Now when four or five 90 or one shots lose, hey, all you do is you post losers. You, you're 0 for your last five. Well, they're 90 to one shots. They're supposed to lose. That's why they're 90 to one. If I went to Gulfstream Park tomorrow when live racing begins again for the week, And I took five consecutive races, the 90 to one shot. Chances are I'm going to go 0 for 5. And then what are you going to say? Oh, your picks are 0 for 5. Well, I'm taking 90 to one shots. If I was taking even money shots and lost five in a row, you cannot compare that to 90 to one shots. So I laugh because... I like information, I like intelligence, and I laugh because there are so many responses from people who are just not intelligent. Now, you're tuned into this program right now, so right away you're intelligent because you're tuned into me. There are other people who are not tuned in right now. They are not so intelligent because they're not hearing my voice right now. But I will be placing some live wagers on Sunday, so just make sure you stay tuned to my Twitter feed, my Instagram. I will post them as many places as I can, and when I post a wager, I hope to win. I mean, we all want to win, but there's no guarantee. Just like I tell people all the time, nothing is guaranteed. Only death and taxes, right? Those are the two things that are guaranteed. And the Miami Dolphins not winning a playoff game. Unfortunately, that's kind of been a guarantee for the past 20-plus years. It's kind of nice, though, at least for me, and maybe for you tuned in, that I'm talking and I've kind of moved past, at least for now, I don't think this will last a week. It probably won't even last till Tuesday, because Monday I'll be talking about the Dolphins again, and I'll be comparing what we just saw in the championship games to what we see with this Dolphins team. But at least for the time being, minus the Tyreek Hill divorce filing and denial, which I will get into, minus that, I've stepped away from the Dolphins talk for a minute and that actually feels good because I like positive I don't like negative I know some of you want to hear people talk negative and go off on a player or go off on a team I have to do that from time to time but I would much rather talk positive about the Dolphins than negative And I don't work for them, so I don't put a positive spin on even negative things that transpire. But this team, they've just been a mess. And to be able to step away from that for a little bit, even though I'm bringing it up here for like 60 seconds, it's been nice. Because this is a time, and we're used to this, unfortunately, this is a time of the year where we begin to pivot. South Florida sports fans. We get into the other things. The Miami Heat, they just made a big trade. Can you feel the heat down in your soul? I feel the heat down in my soul. The big part of it was that they moved on from Kyle Lowry. So, as you might imagine, I do have a few thoughts on that deal. The Florida Panthers, they're at home tonight. <laughs> They just snapped a four-game losing streak after winning nine in a row. We had Hall of Fame names that were called yesterday. Gary Sheffield's name was not one of them. And speaking of baseball, the Marlins, they have fan fests coming up on Friday night. Friday night, it starts pretty early too. As you know, I love baseball, and this show is one of the best places in South Florida to hear any baseball talk. I'm I'm not going to get into it right now, but eventually I will. And my hope is that come March, April, May, and June, the Marlins actually give me something interesting and noteworthy to discuss. Because you take a look at the moves that the Marlins have made signing free agents to a major league contract, well, how many have we seen? Zilch. Nothing. Nada. Small potatoes. No potatoes. Diddly squat. A big old goose egg. Instead, I see news yesterday, and they've signed guys to minor league deals like Trey Mancini earlier today. But as far as a major league deal, no. The only major league news that I've seen is that they signed a pitching strategist how about a free agent strategist? Or was that the president of baseball operations, Peter Bendix, who they brought on this offseason? I I love baseball. I love going to games, but I don't know how the Marlins are going to contend. I actually need to I need to wait to see the the win totals. Let me go to the app right now. I, I don't think they're out yet. But I would say the Marlins the Marlins' win total, it's got to be 75 or less. I can't see it being more than 75. And I'm looking to see if it's out here yet, and it's not. I don't see win totals yet. I do see will the Marlins make the playoffs, and no is minus 325. Yes is plus 260. Oh, here, the, the, the win totals are out. My apologies. They were just hidden here. Team Futures, regular season wins. The Miami Marlins. Now, I haven't looked at this yet, but I would think it would have to be 75 or less. So let me click this and see what it is. 78 and a half. How are the Marlins going to win 79 games? Sandy Alcantara's out for the season. 78 and a half? I need to, wow, I need to look into that. Might be time to make a large deposit on the app. All right, I do have a lot to get to this hour, but I can't get to any of it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. No, I'm not going to start the hour by laughing like a lot of people at the Milwaukee Bucks for Naming Doc Rivers as their new head coach, but good luck to them. I want to start with our team, the Miami Heat. Getting Terry Rozier, or shall I say getting rid of Kyle Lowry, that was the big move. I think this was a trade which could be looked at as a win-win because both parts of it are good. And both parts of this were pretty much essential. Kyle Lowry had to go. When the Heat brought Kyle in, it wasn't a bad idea. It wasn't a bad move. Kyle Lowry is a championship point guard. He had an incredible season in Toronto. Kyle Lowry was a two-way player, a really smart player, and he was also very close with Jimmy Butler. Getting Kyle was a finishing piece to add to a Jimmy Butler-led team. You're bringing in veteran presence, and you're bringing in championship pedigree. Now, let's play the results a little bit. You may not have liked Kyle Lowry on the Miami Heat, especially as of late. You probably didn't. But he wasn't a complete bust. Think back to last year. There were key moments where Kyle Lowry, during the Heat's Eastern Conference Championship run, He was going all out. I remember him diving face first into the stands at Madison Square Garden, going for a loose ball. And I also remember, and I haven't heard people talking about this, but during his time with the Heat, Kyle was dealing with some personal off-the-court matters. And we never really found out what it was, but whether it was family stuff, something of that sort, it, it caused him to miss a lot of games. And I do appreciate that people allowed him to keep everything to himself. Now, from a basketball perspective, did that impact his ability to fully be there for the team? Possibly. But again, you play the result a little bit. Last year's team got to the NBA Finals. They lost a game in the play-in tournament, and they got to the NBA Finals. That requires veteran leadership, and Kyle Lowry was QB1. He was the point guard. So, yeah, the Heat trade Kyle Lowry. It was a good trade. They needed to get rid of him, but Kyle shouldn't just be bad mouth all the way out because he does get some credit for the Heat's run into the NBA Finals. This season, there's no credit at all. Everything caught up with him. I don't know if it was his age being a factor, but he simply can't play anymore. He missed his last 18 three-point attempts. Let me say that again. He missed his last 18 three-point attempts. That's a crazy amount. He just can't shoot. So not only can he not shoot, he can't defend. He can't be a great creator on offense. He slows them all down. What was the point of having him on the Heat roster? The ball was sticking. He wasn't getting guys into their offense. He wasn't making anyone better this year. Kyle was making the whole offense worse this season. And defensively, he hasn't been a plus defender at all. He just looks slow. But as far as this sendoff goes, I don't like people putting total disrespect on his name. Like he never did anything in the NBA because it's simply not true. Kyle Lowry was a great point guard. He was with the Toronto Raptors, and he was fantastic. The Miami Heat get him, and he was past prime. And then this year on an expiring contract, he was costing the Heat nearly $30 million and that's going to pull down a team. That's going to slow him down, and he did when he was on the court. Terry Rozier is the exact opposite of Kyle Lowry. He's 29 years old. He's got plenty of good years left in his legs. And so far, he was having a career season, averaging 23 points a game with six assists and nearly four rebounds. So that's a huge upgrade at the point guard position. And that's a spot where the Miami Heat only had Kyle. He was the only true point guard on the team. And then the other thing here with Scary Terry, as they call him. And we'll learn all about Scary Terry as he's a member of the Miami Heat now. But he was really, really, really wanting to be with this team. And I think that's such an important factor of this trade. I didn't realize it, at least the extent of it, until this deal went down. I did not realize how much he loves the Miami Heat. He was a gigantic D. Wade fan growing up. He used to talk trash on social media for the Heat and for D Wade, even at the expense of LeBron. So he's going to be wearing number two for the Heat. Certainly, I'm sure he would have loved to wear number three. That will not be worn anymore. But number two, yes. This trade was so well needed because this team, they've just been flat. They have not looked good. Prior to this move, they were just getting stale everyone has this idea of hey look at last season just just get to the playoffs and it doesn't matter where you're seated because the Miami Heat in a best of seven series they're very tough to take down people will put their money on the Miami Heat because of Eric Spolstra playoff Jimmy Bam Adebayo the entire group and yet there was a feeling as the season went on that the Miami Heat, we know they decided to run it back. This is essentially the same group as last year. Yes, you have Jaime Jaquez Jr., the rookie, but other than him, and and trust me, he's a big addition. What a great draft pick. You lost Gabe Vincent and Max Truce, and of course, Cody Zeller. That's okay. But in essence, the Miami Heat were trying to figure out if Tyler didn't get hurt in the playoffs last season, what would this team have been? And we could move on, and we could be back in the NBA Finals now with Tyler Hero being healthy. Well, this team, as they saw it through 42, 43 games, they were missing that jolt of energy. They were missing a jolt of excitement. And now I think they have it because the new backcourt will be Scary Terry and Tyler. Maybe we can call them the scary tees. Scary Terry, scary Tyler. Will they be scary together? Both guys are averaging more than 20 points a game. And then you've got Jimmy and Jaime when he's healthy. you got Bam in the middle. I think you got yourself a really good basketball team. And in the meantime, the team that acquired Damian Lillard who Heat fans wanted, I wanted, we all wanted him, and he wanted to be on the Miami Heat, they're in disarray, even though they have the second-best record in the East. They fire their head coach after half of a season, and now Doc Rivers is their new coach, which could lead even to more disarray. So what spot would you rather be in right now? I think the Miami Heat are in... A pretty good position. I know what I want my position to be Tuesday night, February sixth. First place. It's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. I hope to see you there Tuesday night, February sixth. There's twenty thousand dollars guaranteed in the prize pool and it's only 250 bucks to buy in and look second place it still pays a lot i take first you fight for second and we all have a great time cards will be in the air at 6 p.m tuesday night february 6th in the poker room at the hard rock and you could register until 9 30 p.m that night so if you get out of work late if you run into some traffic, whatever it may be. You got plenty of time to get there. Put a reminder in your phone right now if you cannot remember it. Tuesday night, February 6th. It's less than two weeks away. $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. It is an event you do not want to miss. We have like 130 or 140 people come out every single month. So make sure you're there for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Here's the question about the Scary Terry trade. I like the nickname Scary Terry. But the question's going to be not who starts the game for the Miami Heat. It's going to be who will finish games for the Miami Heat. Will Scary Terry catch on to what the Miami Heat are doing defensively? And how quickly will he catch on? You can be in the starting lineup, but what is more important—being in the starting lineup or being in the closing lineup? Let's just say for now, the lineup is Jimmy, Jaime, Tyler, Rozier, and Bam. What do you have there? You got four guys who each average twenty points a game. There's one basketball. How is it going to be divided up? Who's going to get the shots? Who's going to get all the opportunities? The key to making something work, like when the Heat had the big three, when you have LeBron, Bosh, and Wade, the key ingredient there is sacrifice. Bosh and D. Wade are both first ballot Hall of Famers. Both of them are offensively gifted. And both had to say, all right, if we're going to win, We need to elevate prime LeBron. We got to elevate him to levels he has never seen before. We're going to have to give up minutes, money, glory. We're going to have to give up all of this for rings. If we want rings, this is what we need to do. Now, this group is, of course, nothing like the big three. But the Miami Heat have a core. Every team tries to put together a core. With this core, there's a lot of figuring out that's going to have to be done. Because not all four of those guys are going to have 20 points in every game. It's just not possible. So if playoff Jimmy is working, how are the other three going to step aside and let Jimmy do his thing? And if playoff Jimmy is not working, how are they going to pick him up? I would describe this... As a good problem to have. This isn't bad. This is good. Trying to figure this out. Is good. Spo, He just got that big contract. And he got it. Because he's the best coach in the NBA. Eric Spolstra knows how to get the most out of his players. Well here we are. We're past the halfway point of the season. And the new challenge is. You've got a super talented player. What are you going to do? Can you integrate him into everything that this team does? And can you do it seamlessly to allow the other guys to still feel in the mix? You have to make them feel included. You have to make them feel important. They have to matter. They have to feel like they matter. You've got to get the most out of every single one of them. I'm very interested in seeing the pairing of Scary Terry and Tyler. Maybe it'll be Scary Terry and Tyler. Like I said, Tyler, he sounded very excited about it. He talked about the Heat needing a jolt, and Terry Rozier would certainly qualify as that. He talked about the team being able to play faster with him. Maybe Tyler and Terry are a perfect complement. They both like to shoot. Terry can get his shot off in so many different ways. Step back, dribble penetration, mid-range. He could shoot the three. He has a very diverse and fun game, and he also throws crazy good lobs. He just seems like a fun player. Will this fun player fit in to the Miami Heat culture? You would think Pat Riley being smart enough, this entire organization being smart enough if they did not feel Terry Rozier could fit into the Heat's culture I don't think they make this deal even though they did need to get rid of Kyle Lowry I don't think they make this particular deal but I'm interested to see how it works because it's not a given what they did give up which was basically a given they they had to give up Kyle Lowry, and they also gave up a 2027 first-round pick. That's not the end of the world because they're getting rid of a really bad contract. And he had become a problem on the team. You think back to the Dame trade, the potential Dame trade. Think about the names the Miami Heat were possibly going to give up for Damian Lillard. Jovich? Jaime Jaquez Jr., and multiple first-round picks. This deal right here, they get a high-level player, somebody who wants to be with the Heat, somebody who's having a career season, and they're getting rid of a bad contract. And the only real cost, it's a first-round pick three years from now. So that's not really bad for the Miami Heat. This is a good deal, and I hope it works. If it does work, where does this put the heat in the Eastern Conference? I can't answer that right now. I don't think any of us can legitimately answer that, like a real answer, until playoff time. The Miami Heat, we know they're in the mix. They would have been in the mix even with Kyle Lowry, just because you've got playoff Jimmy, you've got Eric Spolstra, But right now, they are much better. Roster-wise, they're a lot better. They're faster. They're more dynamic. You take a look at the top of the East, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and the Heat. The Knicks, they're also playing really good ball. One of those five teams, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Miami, and the Knicks, one of them will be coming out of the Eastern Conference to go to the NBA Finals. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure that one out. We just hope it's the Heat. And the Bucks. they get Damian Lillard before the season. Now they fire their head coach yesterday, Adrian Griffin. Didn't even make it 45 games. They're second in the East, but they couldn't guard anyone. Giannis wasn't happy. Now they go get Doc Rivers. Good luck. When you coach a team with Giannis on it, you work for him, not the other way around. So for whatever reason, the Bucks felt like they were not maxing out. They make a change, and now Doc Rivers is their head coach. We'll see where that leads them. Now, what about the Dolphins story that's out there? Yesterday, the story came out. Today, people are talking about it. Tyreek Hill, best player on the Miami Dolphins, most dynamic wide receiver in the entire National Football League, Tyreek files for divorce. Then he goes online after the Sun Sentinel reports it and says, I didn't do that. No, we're not filing for divorce. Heck, I'm happy. I want to be with my girl forever. Well, there's more to this story, and I want to discuss it for just a little bit, and I will in just a minute. And speaking of more, we got more going on this Saturday at Gulfstream Park Not only is it the championship meet at Gulfstream Park right now, but the Pegasus World Cup is this Saturday at Gulfstream Park. The Pegasus World Cup is a huge event, and if you want to attend the Pegasus World Cup at Gulfstream Park, go to PegasusWorldCup.com for all of the information. It's the championship meet that's going on right now at Gulfstream Park with live racing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But this Saturday is extremely special with the Pegasus World Cup happening in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. When it comes to the horse racing side, everyone's eyes in the entire world will be on Gulfstream Park this Saturday. The best horses, the best jockeys, the best of everything is at Gulfstream Park during the championship meet and definitely on Saturday for the Pegasus World Cup. For all the information about the Pegasus World Cup and every live race happening at Gulfstream Park, go to their site, GulfstreamPark.com. Make yourself a reservation. Go out there and have a great time. Wager on the races, too. It's in our own backyard. It's happening this Saturday, the Pegasus World Cup. Head on out there and enjoy yourself at Gulfstream Park. Tyreek Hill making headlines, not just locally, but nationally. And this one is a bit weird. So Broward County court records indicate that Tyreek Hill has filed for divorce. And this is from his wife of two months. Now, that's a long time by Medellin standards, but we're talking about South Florida. We're talking about the United States of America. The two of them on Hard Knocks were featured. He scored his touchdown in the playoff game. He goes over and brings his wife the ball. So it's not like they've made their relationship a secret. Tyreek Hill is a public figure. He's put himself out there. They've put their relationship out there. So that's why this gets reported on. And a court filing would be credible information. So it gets published. Tyreek goes on social media and denies that he filed for divorce. He says it's not true. He says they're going to live a long and happy life. Don't put this nonsense out there. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. This is kind of odd. Someone who has been so publicly happy, two months later, files for divorce. But... Okay, I mean, I don't know anything about marriage, but I guess it happens. It's public record. Everybody could see it, and then you're going to come out and you're going to deny it? If you want to get divorced right away, that's your right. Marriage is not for everyone. But to rip people reporting it, to rip the sentinel for showing a public record I mean, come on, unless there's another dude with the exact same name as you, who is married to a female with the exact same name as your wife, and they both happen to live in Broward County, that would be one heck of a coincidence. And, and it's not a coincidence. That's not the case. It is Tyreek Hill. His attorney filed on behalf of Tyreek Hill. The attorney doesn't just wake up and say, you know what, I think Tyreek should get divorced. I'm going to file... A divorce papers for him. That is not how it works. It's amazing. This is the second story. Although the first one was not denied because it was a Slater's scoop. And when I put that, it just can't get denied because it's a hundred percent true. But this is the second public record story that has taken over the news. When I gave you the Slater's scoop that Tua had gotten married Tua came out in his weekly news conference a couple days later he's like i don't know why people put that out there and i'm thinking to myself put it out there it's public record like do you know what public record means it's public record and you are a public figure plus you got married Th- that's like something to celebrate isn't it why are people saying i got married why why do you have to know that <laughs> you got married why why would you want to hide that And now you've got the Tyreek divorce, which did get filed, and now he denies ever got filed and says they're very happy. When I get more information, I will definitely give it to you, so make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Andy Slater, if you want that information. If you don't want the info, you should still follow me, but you probably are already. Could this whole situation be about money? Absolutely. But I need to gather a little bit more info. Now, speaking of money, some of you want to make sure your financial future is headed in the right direction. You've got life goals. You've got objectives. You've got financial goals. Trajan Wealth, they will do everything they can to help you achieve Those goals. You want to start this new year off right. Maybe you've thought about getting a new financial plan. You should stop thinking about it and just do it. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Do not wait any longer. Visit Trajan Wealth's site. It's trajanwealth.com. Pretty easy to remember. Trajanwealth.com or call Trajan Wealth. They're located locally in Palm Beach. 561-390-1000. Let Trajan Wealth help you design a plan based around your financial goals. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, uh, I follow you guys on social media. I saw a video. I think you put it out yesterday or the day before. Uh, some takedown, uh, possibly a stolen uh, vehicle scheme going on in Broward. What can you tell me?
1: Yeah, so this was actually a a uh, individual that had several felony warrants, uh, Andy, for the in the South Florida, the in the entire Tri County area for. Uh, burglaries, and a lot of auto theft cases, uh, well-known and wanted by law enforcement. Uh, he's also known for fleeing from law enforcement and other attempts where uh, we attempted to make contact with him. So yesterday, a joint operation with um, Highway Patrol's Criminal Interdiction Unit and uh, Broward Sheriff's Office uh, burglary uh, apprehension team, uh, they called it the BAT Team uh, and of course, their aviation, uh, we were able to locate this individual and get them stopped without really any incident, no pursuit, no pit maneuver. We were able to just uh, perform a, a felony takedown and um, just really glad that we were able to get this person off the street that had been wanted for such a while. And, uh, you know, obviously being uh, charged several, several criminal charges.
0: So you're talking about somebody who fled from you many times, but this time... He didn't flee. So that sounds to me like you guys caught him by surprise. Was, he, was uh, It he might shocked? have
1: been, uh, you know, it might have been a surprise. It might have been where if you look at the video, it's on our Instagram page. He really didn't have much of a choice. Um, I, I don't think fleeing was really uh, at least he didn't attempt it this time, but I don't think it would have been a successful. I think we, he knew. I want to say I think he knew once he saw that the state troopers involved, along with the with the upper team, that they saw that, and they've seen also, I think, lately that we've been pursuing really these these, these felony vehicles and uh, really at all costs if we have to disable one of our own cars or perform a pit maneuver. Uh, and I think that's, that's kind of maybe played into it a little bit as well, Andy.
0: Yeah, we definitely have seen uh, a lot of chases, a lot of uh, pit maneuvers. Makes for good television. You never wanted to uh, have a bad ending. But, you know, that's why everyone watches a car chase on TV. And I know you guys are doing it. Uh, more often. Speaking of television in the Florida Highway Patrol, I know earlier today you guys held a press conference. We've talked about this subject a lot the move over law. There's uh, new parts to the move over law. Uh, just one more reminder to everyone because a lot of people are driving right now, Lieutenant, and I don't want them to get pulled over.
1: Yeah, so this was a joint, uh, this was Broward County and Dade County. What we do is an educational news conference to explain, obviously, the move over law. And, of course, the recent expansion, which now includes the, the law requires people to move over for disabled vehicles or really just any vehicle that stopped on the side of the road with an occupant. Um, and I just say the reminder would be if you see a car stopped on the side of the road, just move over, period, or slow down 20 miles an hour under the speed limit if you can't. Side of the road is a scary place as it is. And we, there's just something, uh, one less thing to worry about is this car zooming by you. So what we're doing is that was the educational component of it, and we also have an enforcement component where uh, multiple agencies from Broward and Dade County will go out into their municipalities and uh, perform a uh, an enforcement detail. Enforcement doesn't always mean somebody's going to get a ticket. We have we gave out uh, hundreds of tear sheets again that where if we do stop somebody for a move over violation, we give them this educational tear sheet just so they can again understand the law because that's what's important. It was made to protect. Um, first responders initially, but now it's really just made to protect everybody that finds themselves on the side of the road.
0: Lieutenant, I've only got 35 seconds left, but when you talk about doing an enforcement detail on this, are you guys going to be setting up like all these old beaten down cars on the side of the road just to see if people are moving over?
1: No, typically initially how it happens is somebody's uh, a car is stopped for any other uh, reason, any other uh, infraction that was committed. And then if there's a, a trooper behind that car, then Another trooper would be staged probably in front of it somewhere and now focus on somebody not moving over to that trooper that initially made that first stop. And and again, enforcement doesn't mean you're always going to get a citation. We might give you a tear sheet, but that trooper's or officer's discretion.
0: Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol, thanks for joining us as you do every Wednesday and stay safe out there. Thanks, Andy. All right. Take care, Lieutenant Camacho. Usually we talk to him for about eight or nine minutes, but I'm already looking at the clock. and. I'm up against it. All right, I am off tomorrow and Friday. I'm headed to Vegas. Then I'll watch the games at the Hard Rock uh, in Florida. And then I'll be back on the airwaves on Monday. So that's all the time I've got for this Wednesday afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.